This episode of the EPO Boys Podcast is brought to you by, well, the podcast. Because of your support over the last few months, we now qualify for the Patreon-style subscription service by Spotify Anchor's listener support. It has three tiers, $1, $5, or $10 a month that you can cancel anytime. Totally optional, but this directly supports the podcast itself. And we've always said that this podcast was started not as a cash grab opportunity, but really as a passion project about the sport that we love. However, it would kind of be shooting ourselves in the foot to not let you guys at least know about this. The link is in the description as well as on our Twitter and Instagram itself. Thank you guys for the support. Without it, this really wouldn't have been possible. But now, onto the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the EPL Boys Podcast. It's your boys back again. Certified COVID-free podcast. My quarantine is over. We are a COVID-free podcast now. I will not be infecting anybody. Hopefully, no one got it for me. But, um, yeah, feeling better. Not sick anymore. Uh, feeling good. Quarantine, again, ends to, or I guess it, it ended today, so tomorrow. I'm actually, I can go out and be a, a good person again and actually not sleep until, like, Wear your damn mask. Until like 2 a.m. Oh, not 2 a.m. Until like 2 p.m. I, I can fucking like wake up out of bed and feel like a good person. But JD, how's it going, bud? Did you win some money over the it's weekend? Good. It's good. Or uh, I guess the week. Over the yeah, weekend. over the weekend. Uh, over the week. No, I actually I did not bet because all the games were during the work day mm-hmm. and I was working. Um, so mm-hmm. I just didn't. What's that I, like? I I couldn't watch too many of them. So I didn't put any money on mm. any of them, but um, I'm excited to do that. This yeah, weekend. we got. And some, I took off we tomorrow, sh- so we got some shit I'm this excited weekend, to. Buddy. Excited to prepare with a nice four day weekend. Oh yeah, so that should be mentally fun. like cleanse yourself, like cleanse your palate, and get ready. Time to focus, Matt. You ready oh, for the yeah. weekend, buddy? Um, I, I'm gonna need fresh underwear. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I am gonna be prepped and ready to go. I, I, we're gonna discuss it, but I don't Just, think I've ever been more excited to yeah. hop into the weekend. We, we have some Does games. Pepper need a new pair of shorts. <laughs> Pepper needs a new pair of shorts. <laughs> Pepper might need a new pair of shorts. Before we get into the weekend games, though, we do have some midweek matchups to go over, and most of them were trash, but we still will go over them anyway. But <laughs> they did the damn thing, guys. They did. Sheffield United they won did. a fucking game of football. Yes, they did. Round of applause. I've never, Somehow. I've never been more happy for a relegation side <laughs> to get a win. Sheffield like, United. Watching this, <laughs> like, watching this game, I was just like, please, don't don't give up a goal. Don't give up a goal in the last two minutes. Please, don't do it. Sheffield United, it took a penalty and 10 men Newcastle to do it, but God damn it, they fucking did it. They beat Newcastle 1-0 on expected goals. They won 2.01 to 1.05. And to be fair to them, they had two-thirds of the ball. They had more shots, 17-7. to They had more shots on target, 4-3. to And they created the most chances in the game, 14-3. to uh, Like I said, it took a Billy Sharp, Sheffield, and Ryan Frazier, I believe now the shortest player in Prem history, to get a red card. Um, he got a red card. And yeah, Sheffield United won a fucking game of football, JD. They, won a f- they did the damn thing. Dude. It's crazy because I like I want to talk about like happy for, like I'm happy for Sheffield. Sure, they're getting relegated regardless. But what the fuck happened with Newcastle? Yeah, they were dog. They shit in shit the this. bed, dude. 
Like, they were not good. Like, they played like a relegation side. I don't think they're going to get relegated this season, but they played like they they think they are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's insane. Just the possession stats, the passes. I mean, 560 passes for, for Sheffield United, a relegate, a re- already relegated side, yeah. to 283 passes for Newcastle. That's insane yeah. to me. Uh, I mean, good good on Sheffield, but fucking Newcastle. Jesus. Yeah. Sheffield United, even even before Newcastle went down to 10 men, they were just the much better team. Like, like all the stats, like watching the game, they were just better. Um, Matt, a winning streak maybe? They going on a run? We're we're gonna get into it in a little bit, but I mean, why, dude? Why not? Like in a season where, you know, you, you, I don't have to explain my situation. I mean, in a season where things are where they're not supposed to be, uh, why not? I, dude, this is. I, I'm just so happy for Sheffield United. I really am because. This they, they've had games this season where they've had the lead or they've been in a game and they've had like one bad break at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And watching this game, I'm sitting there and I'm biting my tongue because I'm like, please, please hold off. Like, please, please don't go in. Like, like, come on, Sheffield, you got this. Hold the lead. And thank God Newcastle forgot how to play soccer today because Sheffield United did the business. They did got the, damn the three thing. points. They got the three points, the thing I think we were joking that they might not ever get again. And, uh, yeah, um, I couldn't be happier. I really could not be happier for Sheffield. Um, Chris Wilder, man, I like. I feel so bad for the current situation, but, damn, they deserve this win. And if you're counting the FA Cup, they got a two-game winning streak, boys. Ooh! <laughs> Let's go. Let's put the house on them. Yeah, it's it's they're on a title. It's crazy. Run. Like through seventeen games this season, they got two points, and then after ninety minutes against uh, Newcastle, they got more than that just in, just in one game. So that's fucking that's crazy. They're starting their uh, they're starting their championship. Yeah, uh, title. yeah. This is when the DVD starts. Right, <laughs> starting it early. For, like Sheffield Fantastic. United DVD. We finished fifteenth. Somehow we didn't get relegated. If that happens, this is the start well, of the DVD. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying they're starting their champion. Like, oh yeah. E- EFL yeah. championship title run. So, yeah. <laughs> for next season. Here, guys, I'll, I'll put you on the spot. I'll put you on the spot here. This uh-huh. is a really. I think I think it's a hard question to ask, but maybe okay. it's not. Accurate percentage that Sheffield stays in the prem. Fifteen percent. Two and a half, and that's being generous. No, nah, I'm, go- I'm going. I, I, no I, I'm going. No way. Decent because, like, because, like this this season's been so unpredictable to start. Like, honestly, there's there's like a slim part of me that's like I could genuinely like see it maybe happening. I I don't know how. Who are they? Who are they staying up about? Who who are they staying probably, up? Probably. Uh, well, seriously, at least West Brom. Maybe Fulham if Fulham start to play like shit again. Um, just just I mean, don't look. Just I mean, don't Newcastle look at the- playing like that. Just don't look at the last no, so- Discord. Otherwise, you're gonna automatically think we're like by popular vote. We're all like yeah. relegating Burnley or so. or the table. Because like I mean True. like the t- they are fucking so far behind. But like who the fuck knows, man? This team finished seventh or eighth in the table last year. Like who knows? Like they could rattle off a couple wins. I don't know. Like I, I don't like again. I don't know. There's like a excuse me. I'm not saying it is probable, but it is possible. Anything is possible. Ask ask Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, but yeah, that's that's just pretty much that game. Sheffield did the damn thing. Newcastle played like shit. But the next game, though, 
Um, also, a, another 1-0, just absolute thriller. Not United, though, they came out top <laughs> over Burnley 1-0 on expected Ugh. goals. United won 1.24 to 0.65. Um, United had more shots, 13 to 11. And, or excuse me, Burnley had more shots, 13 to 11. Oh, no. No, I had that the wrong way around. Anyway, <clears throat> United had seven shots on target. Burnley didn't have any. So, I mean, like, what the fuck does it matter? And United uh, created more chances, 13 to 5. So, and they had the ball 63% of the time. Um, <clears throat> United should have won. They were better. Pogba with a great volley goal. That was a fucking awesome goal, even though it did take a small deflection. It was still on target. Um, yeah. Matt, United are on top of the table. For the the uh for the, I guess I I think the stat was the latest in the season since 2012-13. Um, <clears throat> I know we talked about it a little bit, but tell the people. You sipping on the Kool Aid, or you holding? Off? I got I got one more game, mm-hmm. and I get and you know what's the funny thing is I'm getting shit from other United fans because other United fans I know are like, Nah, Matt, this is it. We're making a title charge. This is it. Everyone else is struggling, and I'm sitting here like. One more game. United have Believe, United please. United have the most important game of the entire season coming up this Sunday. And this game, I believe, will make or break how the rest of the season goes. And I know that's hard to say 18 weeks in, like, how is this the most important game? But if you have the ability of going six points clear of Liverpool at this point of the season, and with the way, you know, schedule congestion and the fact that United's already been eliminated from a couple tournaments... You know, maybe United just focuses on the league. Maybe they just go for it. And maybe other teams, maybe Liverpool, maybe City, they, you know, focus on Champions League. They focus on the FA Cup. Maybe they focus somewhere else. Why not? But not yet. Not Mm. yet. Big shout out, though, to Paul Pogba, who, since the day his agent came out and spit fire with the fact that Paul Pogba after this season, we'll never play for Manchester United again. <laughs> Old Mino. Okay, Mino. Thank you very much for once again putting absolute crap in my ears. I greatly appreciate it. I feel like he's like a little gopher. He just pops up every now and again, and no one's excited to see him. Yeah. And it's, He's just like syphilis. You know, you know what, dude? If, if Pogba's sole intention <laughs> is just to get his market value up, me as a United fan, I'm here just, hey. sure, okay, hey, I'll take it. Thank you. He, it's to your benefit, ball, so... That that ball went in, and the only thing I thought of is his market value just went up $15 million. Boom. boom. There you go. Yeah, Pog boom indeed. JD, what was your thoughts on this match? I feel like you might be a little bit a little <sighs> bit on the other side. Dude, look, <laughs> this game sucked. It did suck. This game was terrible. That game was, was garbage I watched to the watch. second half on my phone at work. I watched, my, I watched the second half on my phone at work, and it was just trash. Was I bad. mean, I, I guess... I guess deflected goals aren't for everyone, you know. Um, Pogba, great strike. Sure, took a deflection. was right at the keeper. Pope would have saved it. But, you know, took a deflection. So, let's not talk too much about that. But, Pogba, look, you United fans, you treat Pogba like a goddamn condom. Like, you hate it. You talk shit on it all the time. And then when it actually comes up big for you, you're like, oh, good thing we had that. Like, I'm, I'm glad I used that condom. Like I'm glad we had Pogba in the team, but then, but then any other time, if he's playing bad, you're like, oh fuck Pogba, 
So I, I just it took I, I don't understand. Episodes, I don't understand. And then JD actually had a great analogy right there. It took a long oh, time, JD. That was the best analogy you've ever had on the show. I will give you credit. You know what? For that. that was oh. a great analogy. Huh. Huh. That was good. No, that was good. I'll give I'll give you credit. That's very good. But the issue is, is Paul Pogba is like a condom that only works like forty five percent of the time. That's the problem United fans have. Is imagine just using. Oh, condom. so he's like a Durex. Yeah. That, there you go. Okay, we've we. He's like a Durex. Shits are popping we've, like balloons, bro. Like. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if Pogba played like this, or even 80% like he did again, like over the last couple games, I'm not even just going to say this Burnley game. Paul has been on his game since his agents come out and said the words he said. So if this is the form Paul Pogba is going to continue, this is huge for Manchester United because on a day like that day where Fernandes really didn't show up, Rashford really didn't show up, a lot of people were just not on the top of their game. If Pogba can be there when others are not on the top of their game, that's the difference between a 0-0 draw and a one nothing win. And that's mm-hmm. a two-point difference, and those two points could mean everything at the end of the season. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what those two points could mean? Um, yeah, I, I think that ever since Mino Rayola said what he said, Pogba's been, in, in my opinion, United's best player, just in general. Him and Eric Bailly. Eric Bailly's been a fucking machine since he's came back from injury, and it's really annoying as someone who would love a center back right now. That was... <laughs> that, back. It would be great. Spare... Spare center back, please, ma'am. Spare center back. But yeah, this game was uh, trash. But United again. This is this is a game that you need to win if you're going to win a title. Like a game like this where Burnley's just gonna do it, do what the fuck Burnley's always done. You have to kind of you know scrap out a, a one 0 win against a team like that. And United did. So there you go. That's that was a good win for United, and it was very well deserved against a Burnley team that had moments. But I mean, it's Burnley. I mean, they didn't have a shot on target the whole fucking game. What do you expect? Next game though. Wolves and Everton, the highest scoring game of the week, ended in Everton's favor 2-1. Expected goals, though, had Wolves winning 0.85 to 0.32. They had more possession, Wolves 53 to 47. More shots, 12 to 5. Shots on target were even 3 to 3, and they created more chances, 11 to 7. Um, Nevis had a great volley goal. I think this is the first goal in the Premier League he scored inside the box, so that's good for him. Um, but a Wolves scoring another deflected goal. So there was just deflected goals all over the place this week. And then Michael Keane coming over the top and just dunking a ball into the back of the net, sealing the game for Everton. JD, Everton, looking pretty good in Wolves. Ah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm disappointed with Wolves because I, I, I thought that they played well. Um, not like not, obviously they didn't win, so obviously they didn't play well enough, but and Everton's a good team, so I, th- I think this was. I, I think uh, in the last episode, I was right to say this is this was the. I think the best matchup of the midweek. But I think you look at the goal scores. I mean, Ruben Neves is always good for a goal here or there, but in it was in the box, so you know what the fuck. But Alex Awobi and Michael Keane, it's like Jesus Christ. It's not even like their main goal scorers. I, I don't know. It was an entertaining game to watch the recap of because I definitely didn't watch this because I was at work, but. Damn, the Wolves really should have done better, I think. Yeah. Like, 12 shots, only three on target. Come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I, entertaining game, but I, I, I was thinking Wolves could do this. But Everton, hey, good on them. Yeah, Matt? Uh, dude, I actually want to give massive praise to Everton in this game. I mean, I know it's easy to say they got the win, but they started this line. Dude, when I saw this lineup, I'm thinking to myself, like, how are you going against Wolves, a team 
that fundamentally is amazing defensively. And you don't actually have an out-and-out out number nine or any actual out-and-out out forward. I mean, yeah. Awobi, I guess, would be the closest thing, too. Yeah. But they it, play like, like it was It was like Awobi at, like, right wing, and then they play, like, Sigerson and James up top or some weird shit. It, it was that's very exactly yeah, it. yeah, it was weird. When I saw this weird. lineup, I, I thought to myself, like, okay, Wolves will get a goal, and then that'll be that. Like, Wolves will just sit on it. <clears> and, I mean, you know, you saw – the early goal from Everton and you're just like wait what what just happened like that this this isn't supposed to happen i mean we all chose uh well logan and i both chose wolves jd chose a draw in this game over our predictions but i mean out now i'm actually fairly impressed that everton without richarlson or dominic calvert lewin was able to put two goals in and actually grab a big win against a team that can grab all three points if you're not stepping up for it yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I completely feel the same way. That was a that was a really good performance by Everton. Again, just 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 these are the type of performances that you need to make if you're gonna make like a top six charge, which Everton definitely are good enough to make this year. Uh, Denier returned from his injury as well in this game. He was out for like two months, and he is he's ridiculous. He is so fucking good. He's basically a winger. At this he's point. playing in midfield. Yeah, yeah. He's playing in midfield. Yeah. He was playing like left mid, <laughs> which is like I think his best position because I don't think he's extremely great defensively, but I think he's good enough to make up for what he does attacking. You know what I mean? He's just kind of like trending that way. Yeah. So I think he's he's great, and him being in the game immediately made Everton. I because I I didn't know that he was going to play. I didn't think he was going to play in this. Um. So him just him being in the squad makes their attack a lot better going forward. But really good win by Everton for sure. And Wolves have been kind of up and down this season. Again, they don't have Jimenez. They don't have their main striker, their main guy their offense is built around. So I, I kind of understand why they're struggling a little bit. But eh, I, you still – I look at Wolves and I, I look at them and I, I think that they should be good enough to at least get points in the game like this without Jimenez. But I guess not. I don't know. It just – it I don't know. It just I feel like they have so much good wide talent, like so much good wide talent that – they should be able to come out and at least get a draw in games like this, like via them just scoring. Well, they played a they played a good lineup too. Yeah, I know they played. They played a strong. Yeah, lineup. exactly. And but it wasn't good enough to come out of this with any point. But uh, yeah, because yeah. I I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit, Matt. I don't think they've been that great defensively. At least this season, they've been kind of iffy. They've been changing up their setup quite a bit this season. Like some games they play three of the backs, some games they play five, some games they play four. Uh, it's oh, been. I mean- it's been kind of like a rotating door, and I don't think Rui Patricio has really been that great this season either. So it's it's just kind of they've been facing a little bit of injuries as well. So you know, I do you know I do agree. This season Wolves has definitely stepped off, but over the last mm-hmm. few seasons, when you think of Wolves, yeah. you think of the back five that they usually have set mm-hmm. up, and you think like. Y- one goal is going to be tough. Like yeah. Getting just one goal is going to be tough. Yeah, this season, I think the injuries have caught up with Nuno. I just think it's, mm-hmm. you know, for how compact the schedule is, how so many different competitions are on top of each other, and mm-hmm. then in all of that, he can't get one normal starting 11 out there. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's just all a little too much. And, you know, over the past few seasons, you know, Wolves and Nuno have kind of, like, I they brags the wrong word. They've mm-hmm. advertised how they have so little squad players. Like they yeah. have the same eighteen guys every single day. They have no more. 
no less. But I yeah. think this year it's finally caught up with them, and you know what? I mean, again, as long as Wolves stay up, that's all I care about. Yeah, and they're and they're definitely oh, they gonna will. stay up. But yeah, but like in the past, they've just been like defend like a motherfucker, then counterattack like really, really, really well. And yeah, this year they just really haven't put out like a cohesive starting eleven because they just haven't been able to. Like even even whenever Rahimenez was fit, they were still like they were. Sometimes they were playing Adama Traore. Sometimes he wouldn't play at all. Like it was. It was kind of rotating around, and then, like, the back line rotated around a lot from being four at the back to three to five, so, and, like, changing, like, the fullbacks and stuff like that as well, so, yeah, hopefully Wolves get fit. I think, actually, Jimenez is, it was back in light training, I believe, like, a week ago, so maybe we'll see him back a lot sooner than people uh, were saying. I hope but, so. But then again, like, I don't ever remember seeing a timetable on that, on a return f- to, to that injury, because that's, like, it's such a foreign injury, you know what I mean? Like, a skull fracture. You don't really see that too often, so it's kind of hard to judge when a player's going to come back from an injury like that, but... We wish him the best, and hopefully he comes back so we can watch some fun-ass Wolves attack. But next game, though, speaking of fun attacking, City and Brighton. City won 1-0. They could have fucking scored five in this game for sure, and they beat the shit out of Brighton. Even even though it was 1-0, they beat the shit out of Brighton. Expected goals had City winning 2.91 to .18. Possession had City winning, of course, 65% to 35. More shots, 16 to 5. More shots on target, 6 to win, and more chances created 13 to 4. Phil Foden scored again. He's on fire. Kevin De Bruyne getting another assist. But again, that's just Kevin De Bruyne, and yeah, this game really could have been three or four nil. I mean, this this game really could have been way more one sided. I think one nil is very fortunate in favor of Brighton. Um, they did get good news this week, Matt, though, with uh, Tariq Lamptey signing a contract until twenty twenty five. So that's good news for them. However, it didn't really translate to the game because they got they got the shit beat out of them. To put it lightly, I'm I'd like to say that I'm not again. I'm not taking credit for this, but I'm just saying like maybe I'm the person who maybe City fans should like tweet at me and just say thank you because like are you the next Mikel Arteta? Who? No, there's there's this big connection where like I City fans. Well, I I, hold on, hear me out. I said frill. I said free Phil Foden, and look what happens when you let Phil Foden play. Oh my God, he's already City's top scorer this season. Like. Is Phil he really? Foden, he really is. Oh yeah, my god! It's eight incredible. in all competitions. I think. So, uh, you, you're saying this to an an empty audience, yeah, when you, empty seats. When, yeah, when you free <laughs> Phil Foden, as I said, oh my god, good things happen. Holy shit! So there you go. Look at that, <laughs> Logan. Would I, Logan? Would I lie to you? I don't, man. I I would hope not. I would hope not. Phil, it's Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, and Riyad Mahrez who were top for four apiece, and Riyad Mahrez scored a hat trick in one game. So. <laughs> Holy shit, I, that's crazy. No, Foden has eight in all competitions, eight though, all, I think. Yeah, that's, well, what, that's well, the well, number. Well, I'm just saying in in the Prem, he has four. As well as Sterling. Yeah, I know, but... Riyad Mahrez. So he's yeah. still joint top, even even in, like, the... Even just in the Prem, he's joint top. That's crazy, dude. No, I'm just... I, I look at this City team, and I look the fact that even though they still really haven't replaced the fact that Aguero is out and he's going to be out for a little bit longer, the fact that Pep can change his entire offensive system from a true number nine to a false number nine, like... And the fact that there's been no change. Like, City is still hitting on all cylinders. This is the biggest concern. Like, if we're talking about a title charge, and you're, like, you guys Liverpool fans, myself a United fan... Watching this city, this is what scares the living shit out of me. Because mm-hmm. with the way they've been playing the last couple weeks, I can't see them dropping points to anyone right now. Mm-mm. It's the defense, JD. It's the fucking defense. They've kept the most clean sheets in the Premier yeah. League. They haven't. They've conceded the least amount of goals in the Premier League. 
they they are stout at the back right now. Yeah, for for some reason, this Ruben Diaz and John Stones partnership. Yeah, I don't is know why. Weirdly, like out of really all the good. other center backs, to I don't pair understand. With Diaz, the one I would have figured last would be Otamendi, and then the the one right before that would be fucking John Stones. Like I would have. Is he even still on the team? Wait, does Otamendi? Maybe no. uh, Otamendi. Does I, he even I don't keep up no. with Otamendi's career, so if I'm wrong, no. then I'm wrong. Hold on, no. So when Diaz came from Benfica, oh yeah, they uh, sent Otamendi back to Benfica, right? Or they yeah, I was to gonna Benfica. say, I don't think he's on okay, that team so anymore. Okay, so guess what? John Stones no, is but, the last one that I would have figured to pair well with Ruben Diaz. Yeah, but here we exactly. are. Here we fucking are. I, I see. I think I predicted. I never remember my prediction, mm-hmm. but I, I know I predicted Man City to win. But I'm pretty <clears> sure I also said they're gonna like beat the shit out of Brighton. Yeah. And you know what? They fucking did. I don't care. That it was a one nil. They fucking did beat the shit out of Brighton. Mm-hmm. They should have won three nothing if it weren't for a fucking Raheem Sterling sitter. Yeah. You know, death taxes and Raheem Sterling missing a fucking yeah. sitter, shooting it right at the goalkeeper. I, whatever. They still won. And Matt, I agree with you. I am a little worried about how good they are at just getting wins. Um, but at the same time, all season they haven't been electric. I mean, they, they haven't been their normal self. They've been getting wins, sure, which is which is concerning for other teams. But they just uh, they've been beating teams, but not not badly enough as they, like than they should based on the play. Oh yeah. yeah. So I I mean, good on City, but yeah. I... No, dude. I and you you know what? I I agree with you one hundred percent because if City were to win this game five nothing or six nothing or six one or whatever it ended, it could have ended up being. Like, that's when the entire league would have been put on notice where it's like, nope, City are officially here to play, and you better recognize. But honestly, the fact that you are only getting one goal against Brighton, like, you need to be more clinical because there are a lot of teams in the league much better than Brighton where maybe you don't get the one goal. I mean, we've seen Liverpool. The the common, you know, comparison I'll say here is you've seen Liverpool. Liverpool have had these performances this season – and not put a goal in the net. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't matter that you looked like you could have scored in five goals. If you don't put the ball in the net, it's a wasted opportunity, and that could turn to drop points. And with the way the other teams at the top of the table are playing, any dropped point this season could be critical. <clears throat> yeah, it really could. Um, yeah. And I, I think the biggest issue right now with City not scoring is they just don't have a striker. Like, De Bruyne's just, De Bruyne is the one that's playing striker, and he's not really a striker of course as we know but i mean like him as a false nine is he's still really good and he's just really playing it just mainly because that's just really the best city got right now so yeah that's really that's just like that's like playing f right now is what they're on with their striker and he is playing f i guess and but it's been working out really well and yeah that's <clears throat> that's the thing why i think people have kind of not really <clears throat> talked about city as much being like a title challenger this year as they have as like united are or like Liverpool of course because they keep winning 1-0 or like or like 2-1 or like whatever if if yeah like you said if they would have scored like three goals four goals in this game one like four nil then everyone would be talking about but they just keep winning 1-0 they just keep doing it 1-0 but maybe like 2-0 on a good day but like 1-0 1-0 1-0 every single game and they've just been creeping under the radar and right now they're they have a game in hand, and if they win that game in hand, they'd go they go second right now, one point behind United. So, yeah, watch out for City. I'm I'm fucking I'm still very scared of City, definitely. Um, a team that as Liverpool fans maybe have been uh, getting a little bit less scared of over the last couple weeks is Tottenham. 
As they drew to Fulham, 1-1 apiece. <laughs> uh, Tottenham unexpected goals, though. Should have won 3.14 to 1.05. Possession Lots. stats. Um, Tottenham won 52 to 48. Shots, though, were exactly the same, 15 apiece. Tottenham had more shots on target, 6 to 4. But Fulham created more chances and big chances created, which are pretty much chances that you create that you're supposed to score. Um, Fulham created one. They scored it. Tottenham created seven big chances in this game and only managed to score one. They missed chance after chance after chance after chance. Sun missed about three. They had they had like one-on-ones against the keeper all over the place. Kane did score off of a fucking hell of a whiff from Sergio Reguilón. But other than that, they just miss, 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 and it came back to haunt them with Fulham back in goal with Cavalero scoring at, a, well, I think like the 70-something minute. And then Spurs just, they just couldn't score a goal. They did their best Raheem Sterling impersonation, JD. They just couldn't fucking hit the target, man. Um, Yeah, dude, it's complacency. It's complacency. No, it wasn't complacency, I, though, I, because, they, because like, they attacked like crazy, and they they didn't do the style. I know, I'm just saying. But they, they just missed. They couldn't finish. They they just couldn't finish. I I I think I think I'm the I'm the bad luck charm for Spurs, which I am very happy to be. But I picked. I, I thought Spurs were maybe gonna lose this game, but I hey, <clears throat> at this point, a draw to Fulham is as good as a loss. I I mean I I'm I'm taking half a point on this one. I'm taking a half win because I I called it. Hey, you know, Spurs, they created a lot of chances, couldn't fucking finish. It reminds me of a lot of Liverpool games this yeah. season, but it's not Tears. Liverpool, so uh, I'm going to go with this one. Feels bad, and man. If, if you're drawn to Fulham, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not yeah, a great feeling. Uh, yeah, yeah, as, as we feeling. know, uh, literally drawing 1-1 to yeah. Fulham, we know. It, it yeah, was, it was great. Matt, though, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you this question, even though I, I think I know the answer. Was this good Fulham? Or is this just really bad Tottenham in this game? You know what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the shout to Fulham because Fulham found out that they were playing Tottenham on two days' notice after playing an FA Cup That's game true. not That's only true. days ago. This is huge for Fulham to be able to get up to get points off of a team on the top of the table. Huge, absolutely huge. What I'm disappointed with, and I feel like I'm a broken record when I keep saying this. Josie's tactics don't work no more, fam. I'm sorry. Getting a goal in the like, you know, 15th minute and then sitting on it for the rest of the game, you need a good defensive team to do that. And when you're allowing Fulham to get back in games, you don't have a good defensive side. Eric Dyer's not a center back, boys and girls. I'm sorry to break that news to you. And for the rest of the Tottenham side, you guys got to step up. Because Josie is the type of manager who we all know and love. We love Josie. He'll drop we a motherfucker him. in a second. He'll drop them all. He'll drop them all. He will promote the U18s blink of an eye. Yeah. Absolute blink of an eye. There's not one person safe on this team besides Hyung Ming Sung and Harry Kane. And even them on most days recently have not been at the top of their game. I'm telling you right now, I get what Josie's trying to do. He's trying to, you know, recreate the championships he won with Chelsea. But the issue is, is he had the best defenses in the world when he had Chelsea. He doesn't have half of that with Tottenham. He needs to switch it up a little bit. It's the same thing like I say with Bielsa. You know, I understand the type of players he has, but you need to mold your system for success. If you're Tottenham today, you really should have went all out against Fulham. Every other top team in the Premier League goes 
all out against Fulham. They want to put six goals on the board. They want to make a statement. Yet Tottenham only want to score one goal and then sit on it. Ever since Tottenham scored that first goal, Fulham were the better side. It's clear as day. And it's just... It's upsetting because Tottenham keep trying to push themselves into the like the big six conversation. Like I feel like there's just a revolving door between Arsenal, Tottenham, and Leicester. Like it's just an ever so revolving door. Like these games, a big team wins, and it's. I, I feel like if you're a Tottenham fan, I'd be really upset going to bed that night. Mm, this is this was a this was a uh, this is a verbal assault on Tottenham, though. See, that's the thing, though, because they didn't just sit back on their laurels, though, like they normally do. They actually attacked for a good bit of that game. They just missed a fucking shit ton of chances. Like, they actually cared a little bit more than normal to actually try to score that second goal. But, like, they just they just whiffed. But, yeah, very much kudos to Fulham. They played a good game. They had almost 50% of the ball, so they had a pretty good amount of possession. They had the same amount of shots as Tottenham, only two less shots on target, and they created more chances in the game. Granted, only one was a big chance, but they still created more chances. So they played really well. I think that, like you said, Tottenham don't have the center backs to sit back like that. But they didn't really do that in this game to the extent that they have earlier in the season. Like, I think that they're starting to kind of understand that, like, listen, if we're going to fucking do this, we got to be 2-0 up. Like, like, we just have to be because, like, 1-0 up is just not good Has, enough anymore. Uh... Has Jose's uh, bus pass uh, been revoked? Maybe oh because he didn't Does really he not have because his, he didn't, uh, because he didn't really pass? park the bus in this game. Like they tried to actually go for the second goal, and it did come back and kind of bite them in the ass because Fulham did come back and score, and they were unable to get yep. that second goal. But I mean, like shit, I think Fulham were going to score a goal regardless of if Tottenham did that or not. Honestly, because I think Fulham really came to play in this game, and I think they played a pretty good game. So yeah, I do like kudos to them. Um, uh, yeah, and that's pretty much all this needs to say about that game. And this next game will be pretty quick because Arsenal and Crystal Palace played today. Um, and nothing, nothing shit. really Did happened. They? Yeah, I was Dog I was about shit. to be like, you know what? But you could have been told that they didn't and no one would have known otherwise. It's just it's just like the saying, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, did it really happen? If Arsenal and Crystal Palace score and they don't have a fucking uh, big chance created in, in the entire game between either teams, did it really happen? The answer is no. Um, it was nil-nil. Despite the goals at Crystal Palace winning 0.71 to 0.37, Arsenal had 67% of the ball, 11 shots. Crystal Palace had 12, so they outshot him. And Arsenal had four shots on target at Crystal Palace's two, and then Crystal Palace created more chances 9 to 7. Um, honestly, Crystal Palace were better, and they probably should have won this game, or at least scored a goal. But you know who had a fucking game and a half? Granted, Jaka had a stupid good performance in this game. For no reason. For no reason. But. Uh, what I want to talk about, uh, Matt, I want to ask you this. What what I saw in this game, um, just just like looking at, at the lineup, and I was having this conversation with a couple of our Arsenal fans watching the game, you have, like, Saka playing on the right, even though he's a left winger. You have, like, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's playing left back, or kind of like a left wing back, which Saka could play. So then you could have Pepe playing at the right. And then you have, like, Obama playing at striker, but... or excuse me, Aubameyang playing left wing with Lacazette as striker. I know Lacazette's been good this season, but, like, I would figure that, like, they would try to play a strike partnership. And it just feels like Arsenal are trying to put a puzzle together, but all the pieces are in the wrong spot, or they're trying to jam them in together in a place where they don't really fit. You know what I mean? Because, like, a- w- w- watching, a game, watching that game is just kind of what it felt like. 
It is absolutely insulting to Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer that he was ever compared with Mikel Arteta or Frank Lampard. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Because at the end of the day, Ollie knows to play people in specific positions, and Frank and Mikel seem to have a really tough time playing players you know where they actually want to play. It makes no sense. I feel like when I was watching this game today, I really felt like Arsenal, this was a game that really could have defined where Arsenal were going this season. Because if Arsenal pulled up, put a good performance on, got the three points, this could have been huge for the rest of their season because now this puts them right in the swing of things for some European competition. But now all these doubts and questions pop up into place. But yeah, it's exactly as you said. This is basically taking square pegs and trying to jam them into round holes. It mm. just it, it it doesn't make sense. The fact that you do have Lacazette and Aubameyang, and I can't remember one time watching Arsenal where they ever tried doing a two striker system. You know, it, it it really baffles and confuses me. But you know what? It's this is Arsenal. I feel like this is a game they shot themselves in the foot because Crystal Palace didn't do anything to benefit themselves either. So I really think that. This was a, this was more dropped points for Arsenal than a point gained for Crystal Palace. Yeah, I agree, Jay. What do you think? Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think Crystal Palace definitely came out with a point, and they should be happy about that. On the other side, they probably should have fucking won. Yeah, look, like Arsenal, more possession, but you know, but I mean. Crystal Palace had a couple really good fast breaks, mm-hmm. count, like a lot of good counterattacks. And that ended in the Christian Benteke shot, Ayu, so, you know. Well, no, jo- Jordan Ayew had yeah, a Jordan really Ayu good Yeah, Jordan did have chance. a trash one, or like a and, good one that he fucked and up. And he literally used, he, he should have shot it on his right, but he used his left foot, and it just got blocked. And, uh, I mean, if he shot that a split second earlier, I he was close enough to the goal. I don't think anybody saves that. Yeah. I, I just, man... I, this game sucked. Yeah. But if Crystal Palace would have beat Arsenal here one 0 I would have been happy with it. But it, it was not great overall. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, Crystal Palace probably the happier team. Mm-hmm. But like Arsenal, it's not like they're pushing for anything. So they they a couple weeks ago they were pushing to stay up. So they're definitely not pushing for anything higher than that. So yeah, they're they're pushing for mid table. So yeah, this is not great for them. Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of the Arsenal performance that I saw because like over the last couple of games, where they beat the shit out of Chelsea, they beat the shit out of uh, West Brom. They played a lot more through the middle, and in this game, they kind of went back to what they were doing when they were stagnant. And they put in a shit ton of crosses, like cross after cross after cross after cross, and it just it just doesn't work for that team. Like it just absolutely doesn't. Um, but yeah, there was a couple of Crystal Palace chances that will, I I believe I actually to give credit to Christian Mantek. He had he had a great shot that was going far post to Leno. I don't know how the fuck he saved it. I have no clue how the fuck he saved it. That was He's a good goal that keeper. was as good of a save as I've ever seen a keeper make in my entire life. Life like that was unreal. That gave that gave me like Allison eighteen nineteen Champions League final vibes. That was a fucking hell of a save that really he had no business saving. But he is a great keeper, and yeah, Arsenal. I do think we're kind of lucky to come away with a point in this. But also, to be fair, and they're talking about this on the broadcast, Crystal Palace kind of have had Arsenal's number over the last couple years. So, I'm not really surprised. Um, Crystal Palace looked better. Zahan Eze. Eze starting again. That Eze kid's a fucking problem. He's so good. Oh, yeah. He, his feet are, he won't be a Palace. His feet are so quick. No, see, here's the thing. Here's my here's, here, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Crystal Palace are going to keep Zaha until he's about 30 and then sell him for probably not too much less than what they would get for him now. And then Eze is going to be the next Zaha for Crystal Palace. That's what I think is going to happen. 
That's what I think they think is going to happen, too. Yeah, but... No, 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 no. See, the difference is Zaha, he came from United as a youth player yeah. and kind of experienced being at a big club and then went to Palace, became a superstar for Palace, and he just had that, he had that ego. And it's not a bad thing. It's just he has that big that big club ego at not a, a you know, really yeah, big club. Yeah, but that's, club. like, good for Crystal and Palace, I think though. that's what's... No, yeah, but that's what's kept him there. I think Eze, he came from uh, QPR. the championship. Yeah. Which team did he come from? QPR. QPR, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He came from QPR. And I think I think he's on the fast track to to getting out of Crystal Palace in a short time for a very big profit. Maybe. For, for Crystal yeah, Palace. And I think they know maybe. that. And he's only I think, like 21. I think, I think he's too. like an Aaron Wambasaka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, he's like Aaron Wambasaka. They're going to get $50 million for him. And Zaha's going to sit there and be like, Shit, I'm way better than this team, but you know I'm only a superstar that I know of in this team. So I maybe I'll just stay. Yeah, I I, I think I think there's a big difference uh, between those two players. Actually, and, and I can see that happening. Yo, speaking of Zaha, because I, I believe it came out last week, but we just didn't bring it up. And you know now that we have the connection, the rumors are that at one point the decision was between. Zaha for 75 or Pepe for 82 and they chose Pepe at 82 million mm. I I can't believe you didn't pull the trigger on Zaha for 75 million dollars a guy who's I think Zaha flops just as bad I think he flops just as bad at Arsenal yeah, I, I, I gotta do I, too I just think that a guy who's been in the Premier League his entire life would do much better than a guy who's coming from the French League. It's been proven that people who come from outside the Premier League into the Premier League usually struggle. I think yeah. you would want to. I think you would want a guy who's been there, done that, already in the league. And all Zaha wants is to be on a better team. And I think he would absolutely shine at Arsenal. I think he would be wonderful with Obama Yang. Lacazette, you know, I think it could have been beautiful, and I just, you see with Pepe, I feel like everyone just is wasting their time. That's a good future episode to make, like, an XI of, team of like, players that came from, like, outside the Prem and flopped, like, maybe Kai Havertz and Pepe versus a team that came from outside the Premier League that just came in and immediately blew up, like Bruno or, like, Salah did. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it'd be interesting to kind of do a comparison like that. But, yeah, those are all the games. Um, we're getting toward the midpoint of the season as well, so... I think we should uh, start to recap the table towards the end of every week, see how many things have changed, because there's also going to be more often than not two games played every single week for a good for a good majority. So let's go ahead and look at this table. So Manchester United are top of the table with 36 points, Liverpool second with 33, and City third, well, like I said, game in hand with 32, as well as Leicester and Everton, who are tied at fourth and fifth respectively, but Leicester have goal difference, and then Tottenham are sixth at 30 points. Um, and then you kind of have, you know, the teams in the table, Southampton, Villa, Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal, Leeds, Crystal Palace. Wolves are back down at 14th right now, and that's not good at that's all. That's crazy. And it's crazy, too, because, like, Newcastle have a game in hand on them, and if they win by, like, more than two goals, they would go above them. Uh, and Burnley are also – they they have two games in hand, and if they win both of those, they'll go joint on points with Wolves. So Wolves have really not had a good season this year. Bottom three, Sheffield getting a win, but they have five points. West Brom are above them on eight, but they have a goal in, or excuse me, a game in hand. And Fulham are above them at 12, but they have two games in hand. So they have two games in hand over Brighton. So if Fulham at least draw those two games, they're level on points with Brighton. And if they win one of those games, they're out of the relegation battle. So 
kudos to Fulham on that for sure because they are slowly but surely crawling their way out of the relegation zone. But yeah, I think the biggest surprise is Wolves, man. Wolves being down at 14th. I haven't checked the table in a minute. That's really surprising. Um, and they need they need Jimenez to come back pretty quick. And also Chelsea are down in ninth, man. That's bad. That's not it's good wild. at all for Chelsea. It's wild. Um, Dude, it's wild. For a I team mean, that had so much expectation, you know what I mean? Summer. Like, oof. Yeah, you look at who they brought in this summer, and it, and it's crazy. I, I just Kai Havertz has not lit up the Premier League like they thought they like they thought he would. Mm-hmm. Timo Werner has not lit up the Premier League like they thought he would. I they still have great players at that club, but it's just not clicking. Like Ziyech uh, has looked good at times. Mm-hmm. Same with Werner and and Havertz. They've looked good at times. Ziyech's been, been like their best signing. Enough. I think he's just been hurt. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that's why I say at times. I mean, mm-hmm. I just whenever he's played, he's looked pretty good. And, and Pulisic's been hurt, but I, he came in last year. But he he's been hurt. But when he plays, he's great. I, I just I don't know. It's just not clicking. Uh, I I don't. I, I'd be surprised if Chelsea makes Champions League at this point. Yeah, me too. I think they'll sneak into Europa League. Mm-hmm. But they they or they could sneak into Europe League, but I'd be surprised if they make Champions League. And there's going to be big changes at the club if they don't make the, Champions League. Yeah, and I certainly Frank Lampard is definitely out. Yeah, but Timo I, Werner even, maybe even bigger than that, just coaching staff, coaching staff, things like that. I, there's going to be big changes, so especially with their transfer policy. Yeah, they brought in big names, but maybe they weren't the right big names. The, yeah. And, the right price tag. I agree. I was I was gonna say like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz and Hakim Ziyech, they didn't leave Champions League teams to go play in the Europa League. They didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like all 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 three of them left teams that could either make the Champions League, yeah. Like either either they're guaranteed like I actually are and compete like, the Champions like League, like Leipzig and even like uh, Leverkusen. They're like borderline Champions League team, but like they didn't leave for all this big money to go to the fucking you know. Europa League, or t- to miss out on Europe altogether, like that's that's crazy. Um, Matt, I'll ask. I guess I'll ask you. What's what's your biggest surprise of the table so far? Is it Wolves as well? I think no. You know what? And it's it's sad to say. I think it's the biggest surprise is it is Sheffield United. I think it, like yeah, the thing that baffles me one. is this like it. it and it's crazy. It's crazy how they've fallen. I know, you know, towards the end of last season, they dipped a little bit. But I don't think one person on earth can safely say that they had Sheffield in their relegation table when they did their preseason, you know, breakdown. I mean, not. like, I yeah, no. you thought Sheffield, you know, especially because they brought in... They brought in Brewster. They brought in some offensive firepower. That's where they lacked At least here. mid-table. Like, I... Do, at least I thought table. at worst, like maybe 12th. Like if I, I think if I remember my table, I think I had them either 12th or 13th. So I'm, I'm sitting here like, you know, just see, and, and not only the fact that they're in last place, it's how they've been. Like they've gotten their first win of the season over halfway through the season. This is ridiculous. And it's just, because the coaching staff is good. Chris Wilder, I still think is better than a lot of coaches in the Premier League. And just mm-hmm. the overall system. Bielsa? Don't, don't, don't. Don't get him started. Don't, don't get him started. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Sheffield. But that's what I'm saying. It's just. Stay on Sheffield. I, I, I just, I, I think to myself, like, they do that. I am, <laughs> I'm baffled to see where Sheffield is right now. Like, I'm not, it's not like I'm saying I'm rooting for them. I'm a fan of theirs. But, you know, 
everyone loved Sheffield United story last year. Everyone got a little place in their heart for the Blades, and I think it breaks everyone's heart just a little bit to see them struggling this bad. Yeah, that's yeah. I I agree. Another big thing's like first all the way to tenth is only se- is only separated by ten points right now. So that's that's pretty fucking nuts. You have three teams all tied for fucking twenty six points. Like the tables are really 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 tight. Like. It's it's fucking crazy right now. But yeah, those are all the games. That's the table currently going into the games over the weekend. And now let's get into these games over the weekend. Uh, Matt, I believe you you got three right, I think you said. I got two right, and JD got like one, but we'll, we'll give him half a point for, you know, full. One and a half. Yeah. Yep. One no, and a half. I have yeah, it written down. I have it written down. He has one and a half. So One and a half. And yeah, we're going to give people credits for that. Like if, if somebody picks like a, a, a pretty big one to lose to like a smaller team and they end up drawing we'll, we'll we'll give each other half point for that i feel like that's that's fair to do but let's get into the first game speaking of wolves that's fair they're gonna start out the weekend against west bromwich albion and i think this is the game wolves find a little bit of form i think they win this game about two nil i think jd what do you think um i i really want to say wolves should win this and they should so i'm gonna stick with that i'm gonna say wolves are gonna win mm-hmm. But I will not be surprised if they somehow fucking draw this game. Okay. I just, they're coming off a loss. West Brom have just been known to draw against bigger teams. And I, I, I'm going to pick a Wolves, a Wolves victory. Say, call it like a 2 1. I'm going to say Wolves win 2 1. But like, I'm not betting on that. I'm not <laughs> betting on this game. All right, we'll get into some betting later in, in the episode for sure. Matt. And I th- just the fact that Wolves have had such a tough time over the past few weeks and the fact that West Brom is one of the better teams when it comes to sitting back and absorbing the pressure and being able to, like, you know, squeeze out a light victory, I'm actually going to go with a draw. I think I think mm. I don't I don't see enough from either. I don't see enough from Wolves that says that they're going to win this game outright. But I also don't see enough where West Brom can win it either. I just don't see enough up front. So I really think a draw, I think, is just the safe bet on this one. And that's where I'm going to I'm gonna mm. land. Gotcha. Next game, Leeds and Brighton. Um, I think this is going to... I th- I, these are the two teams that miss the most amount of chances in the Premier League, hands down. They both attack really well, but they both don't really finish very well. So I'm going with a draw. Um, and I don't know how high scoring or low scoring this could be. If this ends three three or nil nil, I wouldn't be surprised to either degree. But I'm going with the draw. Matt, as a resident Leeds hater, are you betting on Brighton? <laughs> this is this is this is my game of the week where I could peck. Like this is the yeah. one where because I'm you sitting have here, to pick. I'm like, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I just think to myself like, I don't want Leeds to win. <laughs> I don't. It's the only team I have a personal vendetta against. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't mind when Liverpool wins. I don't mind when City wins. But when Leeds wins, I take it like personal, like, attack on my mother. <laughs> but I, 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 I can't not choose Leeds in this one. The reason why is I think Brighton does not have enough going forward. And I think the fact that Brighton fails to successfully sit back as well, they've let goals up when they're trying to sit back and absorb the pressure. I think this is a game that Bielsa is really going to send the guys out for, and I think the Leeds needs a bounce back. After their FA Cup exit, I think this will be a big game for Leeds. Mm, okay, J.D.? Uh, Matt, you're going to hate me, and uh, it's it's funny how you just give Bielsa credit there. Uh, that he's going to put a good team out. I think that this is a game where, on paper, it looks pretty even. You know, like, you know, Leeds can't finish. Brighton's not great. 
but you know they, they'll create chances. I think Leeds is gonna win four mm, nil. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know why. I I'm just thinking about this. Uh, Leeds will create so many chances, and lately they just haven't been able to finish them. But they have these games where they create all these chances, and they just finish every single fucking one of them. So I I I'm calling like a big Leeds win here. Mm. I, I think I, I think Brighton is going is going to fear the relegation battle. I don't think they're going to get relegated. I think they're just going to leave this game and be like, shit. Like, I, I just, I, I think, I think Leeds are going to be on another level against Brighton. I, I don't, I don't even see Brighton scoring. Yeah. I, I think Leeds are pissed about getting knocked out of the FA Cup, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling it four 0 Okay, okay, that's understandable. And yeah, if if Brighton lose, like they are just in the relegation battle. Like, it, it, I, I do agree. I think they are better than that, but they are in it. But next, uh, JD, I have some editing requests. If you could put in some air horns, because we have a Clarby, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Clarby, West let's Ham go. and Burnley. Clarby time, baby. Go. However, I think it's going to suck ass, and I'm going with a nil-nil draw. JD. Yeah, I definitely have a draw on this. <laughs> um, I, I, I definitely have this as a draw. I, I don't. I just don't see West Ham breaking down that god fucking awful. Yeah, Burnley I don't see team. it either. I completely agree. Fuck this team. <laughs> I, I hate this team so much, but the fact, like, I want them relegated so badly, but the fact that games like this will save them from relegation. Yeah. <laughs> like, West Ham are a good team. They have great players. They really do. But I don't see any players that can unlock this Burnley defense. There's no way. There's no way Burnley are going to sit every fucking player behind the ball, and I, I want to, I want to agree with a nil-nil draw, and it probably will be that, but I'll say one-one just for fun. Okay, gotcha. It'll still be a draw, though. just for the memes. I gotcha, um, Matt. Yeah. So one of these coaches eats worms. The other coach has been known to perform master classes. Mm-hmm. I'm back in Moisey, and I think West Ham squeeze. A one goal win. I'm talking one nothing. Mm. I think West Ham. They do exactly what United did over um, over the week. I just don't think Burnley has enough to really. You can't defend like that day in and day out, and being able to just hold those results. It's just too much. It's a lot on a defender to do that for 90 minutes three times a week. So I really think West Ham will find a way to break them down at some point, shame reform. Like shame reform. Um, yeah, no, I think West Ham got this. I think, um, you know what, and I'm calling it now too, I think Lanzini gets on the goal sheet. Mm, old Pink Zini? Old Pink Zini are you, are you saying, wait, are you are you saying West Ham are as good as Manchester United right now? Mm. Um, well, because you, <laughs> to you be made fair, that comparison. Hold on, hold on. I, you said just just like Manchester United did. Both teams, both teams have been blessed with the master class that is David Moyes. So yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, oh unfortunately, it's not Zoom <laughs> David Moyes because Zoom David Moyes, as we know, is undefeated. So he's the best manager of all time. So true. Unfortunately, yeah, true. David Moyes will yeah. be in house. So that's why I I, I picked no no for sure. Next game though, if only they had Bielsa. I know. If only they had Bielsa. <laughs> Everyone would just fucking just just be sprinting, and then the result would end the same. They're just their players would just be more tired. That's the only difference it would make. Next game though, <laughs> Fulham and Chelsea, and this is gonna be my I guess hot pick of the week because I'm going with a draw, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think Fulham are that bad Ooh. as we initially thought in the beginning of the season. I think they've kind of turned it around, and I think Chelsea are fat frauds. So I'm going with a draw in this game. Matt, you hate Chelsea. Are you going with a draw as well? 
This is my warning to Frank mm-hmm. Lampart. This is okay, my warning. This is your warning. You know is your personal no, message is, to Frank Lampart. This is Lampart. my personal message to Frank Lampart. At Frank Lampart on Twitter. If he even has one. Big Frank. I'm going to pull for you guys this weekend. Because I think you can. I really think you can. But if Chelsea don't win this game, uh, you deserved to be sacked. That's it. You don't get the season. You don't get, you know, you don't get all the way up until next year. No, I'm sorry. If you can't beat Fulham with your squad, I'm sorry. You don't deserve to manage Chelsea. That's it. I'm pulling for Chelsea. I'm calling a 3-1 victory. But if he loses, or even if he draws, that's it, Frank. It's been fun. Mm. 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 Okay. JD? Uh, yeah, Matt, I agree with you 100%. Um, if Chelsea don't beat Fulham and really beat them, I mean, I'm not talking a one now. I mean, they have to win comfortably. If they don't win comfortably, F- Frank is out. I mean, there's no way. I Look, Tottenham, you look at Tottenham and Chelsea, just their teams, the way they play, where, where Tottenham really kind of just rely on Son and, and Kane to, to play at their best. And at their best, they're a, a they're an unbelievably good team. So when 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 they're playing like that, they're great. Chelsea, I mean, they have so many good players. It just hasn't clicked. I, they have so much talent on that team. Mm-hmm. If they can't fucking beat Fulham, it, there's something wrong with the management. I, I mean, it, it comes down to that. I. I'm picking, yeah, like like you said, I'm picking Chelsea to win. I think they'll win comfortably, but if they don't, oh man, if fans were in the stands, you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to hear the commentators over the chance of fucking Frank out, which is crazy. He's a club legend. You're getting sacked (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) I love chants like that, man. Pretty much. I wish we could hear them again. But yeah, those yeah. those are picture of that game. Next yeah. game, though, this is a redemption arc for Southampton because if you remember last year, Leicester versus Southampton around the same time, Leicester beat them 9-0. Um, I do think that it will be a repeat of the same result, just not in the same way I, I am picking Leicester to win over Southampton. JD? Uh, I definitely have this as a draw. Okay. Um, this screams draw. I don't care. I don't care about the nine nil disgrace. To <laughs> that was so bad. Care. It's a different team. It's yeah. It was so bad. It, it's a different team. It's a better team. And Leicester City are, I think, an equally good team. I think. I think these two teams. This is the. I. This is my best matchup. I would say. I mean, I guess oh, really? minus okay. the Liverpool. Yeah, but really. we'll, we'll get into that. That's a bull we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that one. That's that's a separate game. But other than that game. Leicester Southampton is the best matchup, like talent wise. I think, I, I think Leicester Leicester could beat them, and Southampton could beat Leicester. I just, I, yeah, I don't see anything but a draw, overall. Okay, okay, Matt. Yeah. What do you think? I really wish JD didn't just say all the things I wrote down because I also too am going for a draw. I think Leicester have looked good, but they haven't looked that good. In recent weeks, they've kind of they've let their defense and they've let their midfield down a little bit. Brendan Rodgers, I think, is pushing a little too forward. And Southampton's a team that can absorb that pressure quite well. And if you get yourself, you know, he who should not be named and Danny Ings to really, you know. Thank yeah, you. I got you, fam. I'm talking like if, if as long as those two keep doing so what bad. they've been doing, 
I really think a draw is fair, but I think it's like going to be like a two-two-three-three draw. I I see goals in this game. Like this game will not end zero-zero, but I don't. Oh yeah, I, I don't see one team edging out the other though. Hmm. Okay. All right. I, I I see where you guys are coming from for that for sure. Uh, there was another game, Villa versus Everton, but that game got postponed because Villa are getting skull fucked right now by COVID. So sucks for them. Uh, next game though, because that game was postponed, Sheffield versus Spurs. Um, I don't think Sheffield are going on a winning streak. I'm going to pick Spurs to win. I know they just drew to Fulham, but I'm picking Spurs to win. Matt, are you also picking Spurs to win? Absolutely not. not. Sheffield is on. Sheffield is on a winning streak, baby. I have Uh zero (laughs) faith. I have zero faith that Tottenham, because the thing about it is, this is what Sheffield needs. Sheffield has a little bit of momentum going. Their game plan has worked over the past few weeks or the past few games. And you know what? There's been nothing that says that Tottenham can break down sides that are going to sit back. Tottenham needs you to come at them, and Sheffield don't do that. Sheffield don't have the players to do that. Sheffield are the team that will sit back on you, and they'll counter on you. And I have more faith in recent games in sheffield than i do this is my i guess if we were gonna say hot take sheffield will beat tottenham this week hmm. okay gotcha jd are you gonna round it off you're gonna pick a draw so we can all three have different picks for this game or what are you um, gonna go with? i i'm just happy i'm not gonna take shit in the discord yeah from dylan this, this you, week. you've got a monkey but, off your back buddy let Damn. me let me just let me, hold on no, no no hold on let me start this out uh-huh. dylan i'm talking to you, to you directly <laughs> Sheffield are going to skull fuck Spurs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There, it's not gonna happen. No way. Spurs are going to skull fuck Sheffield. Mm. There's no fuck. No way. Sheffield is not going on a run. They're a relegated team. The character arc. No chance. Literally, a blind man does not miss twice. Spurs what? missed this week. What the fuck? Yeah. What? That's, that Could you rhyme that fucking saying real quick? A blind man doesn't miss twice. I think they do. To be honest, miss what exactly? <laughs> Well, I think I, I think Spurs are blind. I think you meant, and they don't miss twice. I think you meant to say a broken clock is right twice a day, but there you go. Sheffield won't be right. I meant what okay. I said. Right, I meant right, what I said. Right. I, I, I meant question, Spurs I are question. blind, and they won't miss twice. And I'm not fucking right. leaving. They won't miss twice. I'm, uh, I'm not questioning it. I'm not questioning it. Okay. <laughs> no, Spurs. Spurs will skull fuck Sheffield. They have no. They have no idea what's coming to them. <laughs> Harry Kane will probably have a hat trick. Youngman Son is going to absolutely tear up that defense. They'll probably win for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I, I, have, I have no doubt. All right. And I, I honestly, it's I'm just band. happy Dylan's not going to get pissed at me. Yeah, he has because, a different uh, uh, yeah. public enemy number one now in Matt. So this is this is great. Next, though, let's oh, get to the be- big game. Be- hold on, okay, hold on. Be- before we get into the big game, may we'll I say, it. may I say one thing and one thing only. Fuck NBC for what they're doing. To the <laughs> yeah, this game's game. on Peacock, by the way. If how you guys said no. dare biggest you, biggest game how, of the season on Peacock? <laughs> how dare you? The biggest game of the entire year. The entire world wants to watch this game, and NBC decides to put this on Peacock. Logan, go ahead and continue. I just had to say uh, my piece before yeah. we went into it. Yeah, we're. We're not going to say anything about that. We're just going to let you guys know, and you can form your opinions and at NBC. Glad I have uh, Peacock. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, me too, for sure. Um, Liverpool and United. This is, of course, the biggest game. The matchup between the two teams who have the most uh, top-flight trophies in England. They are the two biggest teams in England. 
two of the five biggest clubs in the world. I mean, this is a huge matchup. I, me and JD are Liverpool fans. Me and JD are probably going to pick Liverpool to win. I'm picking Liverpool to win, of course. I'm never going to bet against my boys. I've said that before. I'll say it again. Though, I am shitting myself for this game for sure. JD, what is your pick for this game? Okay. This is going to differ from you because... No, I'm still picking Liverpool. Okay. Don't worry. Liverpool is going to absolutely dominate this game. I'm not saying they're going to win 4 nothing. Mm-hmm. I think they were going to dominate this game and beat United. Because they they have been itching for a game like this. A title challenge game. I mean, this is as big as it gets. And any Liverpool-United game is big. But this one, I mean, this one is huge. And, and it's at Anfield. I mean, that, that's the biggest swing in Liverpool's favor, I think. It's at Anfield. No fans, whatever. But Liverpool haven't lost at home in, what, like 68 games or something like that? It's, it's insane in, in the Premier League. It's crazy. I, I, I cannot see Liverpool losing this game or drawing. I mean, they, they're going to make a statement. They're going to they're gonna have a statement win here. And you know what? United fans, I am glad you are top of the table for a short time. I am so happy that all of you are sitting on your couches all smug like, yeah, we're above you right before this game. You know what? Bring it on. Fucking just take that take that hope. Just just hold hold on to it. Hold on to it for 90 minutes and then Liverpool's going to win and just oh, it's going to deflate. It's going to deflate. You're going to go on a losing streak. You're probably going to miss out on Europe. I mean, Jesus maybe Christ. a relegation, but no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But the, I'm just the floor, but, it's like the floor it's like the floor just gave out on me what i'm sorry what was that yeah wait no no, no. you're feeling that now you're gonna feel that on sunday at this point when Liverpool it's it's fucking destroy you i know that was a joke but it, it's funny like at this point united could probably just not play a game the rest of the season they probably still want to get relegated <laughs> so that's pretty funny yeah 36 i mean yeah, that's, that's true that's just but, that's no, just Liverpool the reasonable arc win. though this is what happens when you lose to liverpool it's just it just all goes downhill after that, so yep, you, yep. You, you never know. But Matt, See, what is your you, pick for this game? Now you guys are going to make me look up like the team that finished in seventeenth. How many points did they have? Like if United yeah, just stopped, if United they're just thirty six, you don't get relegated with thirty six. You yeah, it's not usually. You, yeah, you stay up with thirty six. No, 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 no. Ra- Claudio Ran- Ranieri always said forty points. You need forty points to stay okay. up. I mean, this season's a little weird, but 40 points. You, if you don't get 40 points, you're in a relegation battle. So, right. I mean, United, they only have 36. Oh, God. That's all I'm oh, saying. God. Wait, are, is, this, is, this break, is this breaking from the EPL boys that Manchester United is officially in a relegation battle? Listen here, boy. You better not count them chickens for the hatch, fella. That's all I got to say. All right. Oh, my God. This is so all ridiculous. Right. On to the game at hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking United. And I'd yeah, like I mean, to say I'd, li- I'd like to say my reasons why not valid, just be, valid, not just because I'm a fan. It's not just because I'm a fan. That was have, a given. I have reasons. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I have I have reasons. Deflected goals. Yeah, exactly. Or deflected exactly. goals. Are exactly. Deflected goals. There you go. Boom. That's why United's gonna win. Deflected goals. No, I think the fact that United, <laughs> you know, I think they will do what they've been they've done against the bigger sides over the last few years. Always. You know, always kept his job doing this. He's going to sit back and he's going he's gonna to absorb the pressure. And I think with the fact that the lack of defensive ability that Liverpool has had because of all the injuries, you know, you're playing central defensive midfielders at center back. Trent Alexander-Arnold has not had a 
good couple games recently. And I, I just think you see Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford is going to go at Trent all day. He's going to just keep going at him and trying to pressure a mistake. But I think the big key for United, it's in two players. Fred. I think Fred's going to eventually start this game, and it's going to be very, very big that he finds a way to stick to Thiago like glue. He has the athletic ability to keep up with Thiago, but it's his job to make sure that he makes sure Thiago has an uncomfortable game as anyone. And the second most important player, as long as he starts, is Cavani. Cavani is going to have to cause a lot of problems. It's his runs at those inexperienced central backs that are playing central back because they're usually in the midfield. Those runs are something that Fabinho and possibly Henderson aren't used to seeing because Cavani has those lethal runs. He like he has some of the best darting runs in the world from the striker position. If United has the ability to do that, as well as Bruno and Pogba can find form in this game, I really think United has a solid chance to go six points clear at the top. Mm, and all those reasons you listed are why I'm fucking scared for this game. I'm not going to lie to you. I am nervous for this game for sure. Not really as much for Fabinho as much as I am for whoever the fuck is playing next to him. Um, it could be Matt Tip. Matt Tip might be back. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I never know. Even if he is back, he'll probably get injured within 20 minutes. So it doesn't fucking matter. If we have to play Reese Williams or Natty Phillips, the center back, I'm going to be fucking shitting myself for 90 minutes for sure. Um, yeah, this, this game is going to be close and it's going to be a fucking good one. But we have two oh. more games to cover before the end of this episode we have crystal palace and city manchester city um i have city beating the shit out of crystal palace just like they beat the shit out of brighton um i, I yeah that's i think they're gonna win probably two three nil or one nil but they probably should have won like four nil so yeah i'm picking city in this jd who are you picking in this yeah i mean crystal palace will not play terribly but city will win yeah. I, there, there's no way that City don't win this game. I, I, I like again. Like I'm not saying Palace are a bad team or that they'll play poorly against City. It's just there's no way they're yeah. gonna score. Yeah, City it's are gonna not a chance. Do I do what I, I think City. Done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, City are more clinical mm -hmm. when it comes down, even without strikers. I, I mean, when it comes down to it, they're more clinical. Yeah, they they haven't been electric, and I've said that, I've said that already this this episode. But I, I just yeah. No, City are going to win this. I don't even. I, I'm not even going to predict a scoreline. It could be four nothing, or it could be one nil. Yeah, who knows? I just don't think Palace will score. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got you, Matt. I'll keep it quick. It's going to okay. be City, and it's not mm -hmm. going to be pretty. Yeah, I'm the same boat as you, man. I don't think it's going to be pretty. It's going to be an ugly game for Crystal Palace. It's going to be a long hour and a half for sure. Uh, and then we have one more game. Let's get through this real quick so we can get to some gambling corner. Arsenal and Newcastle. Newcastle just let the worst team in the Premier League beat them, so I'm I'm going Arsenal to win. That's really my entire reasoning, Matt. What's your reasoning? I don't need a reasoning. When you lose to Sheffield United, you don't you you're not. I don't forget that. No, I'm I'm sorry, Newcastle. <laughs> you're an elephant. You're you're you. It's going to be Arsenal. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I don't think it's going to be the same like result we think the City game is going to be. But I, yeah. I think Arsenal is going to take this by a goal or two. I just think, you know, Arsenal didn't look bad, you know, against Crystal Palace. I think they had the opportunities. And Newcastle has been, you know, hot garbage from the back. So I, I think this will be pretty easy. I, I see Arsenal taking this pretty comfortably. Mm. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be like a 1-0 or something like that. JD. Um, yeah, I definitely think Arsenal will win this, but you guys are focusing on on only one part of this. I mean, Arsenal also had a bad last Yeah, game. but they didn't let Sheffield I, beat I mean, them, though. That's bad. I know, I know. That's why that's why I'm picking Arsenal to beat Newcastle. Yeah. I'm I'm not don't get me wrong. I I think they will will beat them, but I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think Arsenal's going to miss a lot of fucking chances. They are not they are not a great team right now. And I I think they're they're just better than Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. In, in I agree. terms of not a great I team. I agree. You're just like a little bit, so, a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. So, but also, Gabrielle and Party should be back for this game, as well as Tierney, who was resting because he had injury. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, so they, they will get a lot of, of players back in this game, and Newcastle will, will be will be missing their boy, your boy, Ryan Frazier, in this game because he got a red. So maybe that'll change the tide. I don't know. <laughs> but those Ryan are our Frazier. picks. Uh, we will go Short back over. Fuck. <laughs> we will go back over them. Uh, at the beginning of the next episode to see what we got right and what we got wrong. But to end off the episode, we have a little bit of Gambling Corner, J.D., if you want to g- hit that music, and let's let's get to it, man. Welcome to JD's Gambling Corner, where every pick is a lock and dreams really do come true. These opinions are solely mine and should not constitute financial advice in any way. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please seek the advice of Gambling Addiction Hotline. Okay, JD, real quick. Woo! I'm talking to your soul. What? If you bet on fucking Liverpool this week, I'm going to come to Pennsylvania, and I'm going to RKO you through a fucking table. I d- no, I didn't. I Good. didn't. I'm not betting Good. on Liverpool. Because this is a threat. Money. I'm this not is a betting threat. on them individually. How m- no. Okay, so... I'm not betting. JD, how do I place a bet in your name through <laughs> my betting app on Liverpool? Well, um, Fandle and DraftKings are pretty good at stopping that, so I don't see how you do that. How- I mean, you can find a bookie in New Jersey. JD, how can I commit a crime, bro? How can I impersonate No, no, no. Matt lives in New Jersey. Matt, Matt lives in New Jersey. I've been watching a shit ton of Sopranos for the first time, so I know all about the mob in New Jersey. So, uh, and they do a lot of illegal gambling. You could just use my name and place a bet. Okay. That's, I mean, that's possible. So, I don't know how official so, it'll be. I don't know how you'll take a screenshot of so, it. So, yeah, I'm just letting everyone know that JD is going to be making a very handsome bet on Liverpool <laughs> beating United this weekend. If you see a ticket for one JD, well, guess Peters what? It's going to putting a bet for a grand on. It's Liverpool. going to come back to JD. bite you in the fucking ass. When Liverpool destroys United, <laughs> but I'm not. I am not individually betting on them to win. Okay, we'll talk about my weekly parlay of the week later. But uh, first bet, uh, we're gonna do three uh, three individual game bets, and then my weekly parlay of the week. First one or the first two are just money line bets. So Leeds Brighton. I just I have Leeds money line. Mm-hmm. I just I I think I think I said it before. I think this is gonna be a, a good game for Leeds. I think they're gonna tear the doors off of Brighton's defense. Um, I'm putting $10 on to win $20.60. I get a smart bet. Leads are up and down, but they, they haven't been great recently. But they've proven that when they haven't been good, they have just a game that they can win, and they really win it. So 10 to win $20.60. $20. Next one, West Ham, Fulham. Easiest draw I've ever picked in my life. I mean, literally, both teams have positive odds. 10 bucks wins 36 bucks. No, no way it's anything different but a draw. Not a chance definitely gonna happen <laughs> i say that and fulham's gonna fucking be west ham but you know what i see this as a draw 
But third, the third individual game I'm betting on, Man City Crystal Palace. Obviously, Man City's going to win. There's no way they're not going to win. I actually have this, and I... Now, I, I think I said it in, in the previews that it could be a high scoring or it could just be a 1 0. I'm going to bet 10 bucks on this game to be over three and a half goals. Okay. But I'll also say it's it's going to be three and a half goals or over scored by Man City. I don't see Crystal Palace scoring. I think Man City's going to un- unlock this Palace defense. And yeah, 10 bucks wins $22. I think it's a solid bet. Who knows? I mean, who knows? City could <laughs> definitely, get to City could definitely pull a Liverpool. You know what I mean? They, they could definitely just score seven against this fucking team. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, not many teams could do that, but uh, City could definitely do that. But uh, now we get to JD's weekly parlay of the week. So I'm just going to say right now, I put $2 on this. Mm-hmm. This is where I pick all all the games of the weekend. There's only nine because the one game where I got postponed, fucking Aston Villa, wear your goddamn masks. But um, first game, I this isn't in order at all. I don't know why DraftKings does this. But um, Chelsea beating Fulham. A draw for West Ham Burnley. Wolves beating West Brom. Leeds beating Brighton. Mm-hmm. A draw for Leicester City and Southampton, mm-hmm. which I talked about. I think that's going to happen. Manchester City beating Crystal Palace. Arsenal beating Newcastle, barely. Liverpool beating Manchester United. Now the one thing is I can cash out early if the if if games hit on Saturday I might do that but Tottenham beating Sheffield two dollars wins six hundred and seventy seven dollars and six cents that's pretty good now when I talk about the cash out option if Saturday's games hit I could probably cash out at like one fifty or two hundred bucks it's gonna give me that option mm-hmm. so that's kind of my plan for this. Look, if all my Saturday picks hit, I might do that. I'll keep you all updated on socials, but we'll see. And then also follow the socials because, you know, I always do last-minute updates. Look, honestly, if Arsenal start Willian, I've said this a million times, we'll, we might have to change my pick. Yeah, all of our picks for Arsenal. <laughs> if they start Willian. Yeah, all of our picks for Arsenal of the week are dependent on us all thinking Willian will not start. However, if he does, those are subject yeah. to change. <laughs> yep. For sure. Yeah. They are, they are, um, but yeah, those, those are all the bets uh, I ha- currently have. But um, yeah, uh, follow the socials. I'll, I make prop bets right before the games all the time once I see lineups. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. mostly on Instagram. I don't think we don't usually post them on Twitter. Nah, I usually we should don't. start doing that though. Maybe, maybe we should. You'd we have should, to log into the Twitter for the first time though. You know what I mean? So I don't know how to Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm well, like Donald Trump. Well, I'm well, literally like Donald Trump. I don't Twitter. know how to Twitter anymore. <laughs> I can't I Twitter. I have my phone and it's just a black screen. I don't understand. <laughs> how does one Twitter? But yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we'll get a Facebook going. I don't really know how to work Facebook, but maybe we will. Maybe one of these guys know how to do it. But yeah, definitely follow the Instagram at the EPL boys uh, to see some late game changes or late game prop bets. And yeah, JD, you put Liverpool in your weekly party of the week. And if they lose, I'm going to be mad at you because you're still betting on them. Look, look. Uh, like I said, I didn't bet on them individually. Okay. I'm not putting Let's, money directly on them. Could you make me this agreement? If they lose, will you never put them in the weekly parlay of the week again? What? Are, Please. It's like because break, every, ta- every time you do it, every time Logan, you do it, we lose. Logan, you're, Logan, you're breaking this guy's heart here. I man, he breaks my heart. Every, he, time, every, I, time, no, we, we every time I do it, five other picks don't hit. <laughs> I guess it's, it's not Liverpool. 
Yes. No. No. I'm not. I'm just they'll, saying you fuck up Liverpool. Be this United squad. But if they don't, I'm gonna oh blame you again because I blamed you for the fucking. Uh, that's fine. Southampton one. I'm gonna fine. blame you again. But yeah, that's all we got for this week. Um, no fan questions, unfortunately. But if you guys want to ask us them, we will get them in next week if there is any. But yeah, that's pretty much all we got for Matt and JD. We love and appreciate every single one of y'all. Y'all have a safe weekend. Watch some Premier League. Have some fun, and we'll see y'all on Monday. Y'all have a gr- or Tuesday, excuse me. Y'all have a great one. Love you guys. I'm not confident. Peace out. Where's